Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, it's Believe in Soap Operas, and the role of my guest will be played by Mr. James Lott Jr. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me once again, Lucretia. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know, and and we're trying to use Zoom now to do video and audio, so we'll we'll see how this plays out. But at least now it's just audio recording. Uh, but yeah, oh, technology, and the longer and longer we're really in quarantine, even though we have some soaps back, it's like for how long back? <laughs> That's true too. I know it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, but yeah, so uh, in our last episode, we were talking about representation in soap. So I wanted to touch on that a little bit since it is such an important topic. And it's unfortunate that Lucretia's mic and computer just crapped out. But we've got a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because one of the questions that I asked you was probably, you know, both of our favorites. Like, how can you watch a show that doesn't represent you in regards to Days of Our Lives? And they just now had their first African-American wedding. And you're, and it's insane to think how long the show's been on that that's the first one. Yes, it's, um, when I met James Reynolds, who's played Abe for like 40 years at this point, close to that. Um, I met him four or five years ago at Day of Days. And I said to him, I said, the fact that you were just on the screen um, was important for me as an African-American young man. Uh, just to see another person that kind of just, you know, you know, we don't look alike at all. <laughs> like different people. But he's brown. He's a, he's a brown man on television, um, on a daytime show that I love, that it did make a difference. There is that famous... Michelle Nichols thing talking about Star Trek. Yeah. She wanted to leave, and Dr. Martin King Jr. said, you can't leave. You're on a show. Like, you, just the fact that you're on this show in late 60s, it's very important. Um, now we're at the point where representation is part of it, uh, it but actual giving them storyline is much more important to me than just having them on the canvas. At first, it was okay to have that. Now I want storylines. Now I want inclusivity. Now I want... Um, not just black storylines, but to be included on uh, in stuff like regular soap characters. Um, for example, the soap wedding you mentioned of uh, Ijani, uh, mm-hmm. Ilani, so Ilani, uh, Ijani's that that's upside of Sammy and uh, and AJ, but Ilani. <laughs> they didn't promote it enough, especially because I know they filmed it way in advance, six months in advance, but they didn't promote it as such they should have promoted it as the first african-american wedding on days of our lives in 50 something years um they didn't do that it it was just like it happened they probably didn't want the hate but again it's like you kind of you did that so to me it's like if you promoted that although i believe the week that days finally hit number one since the nixon era was their wedding so it's like, hey, maybe had you even promoted it like that, you would have gotten even more. But I guess kudos to you for finally getting it. But this may be why you just now got it. Yeah, and I know the actors, Sal Stowers and Lamont Archie, your friends of mine, and, and they knew the importance. And their storyline also included uh, Camila Banus, who's Latina. So there's like a whole, you know, there's a whole thing of lots of brownness happening and bringing yeah. Nessa Williams on as, as as his mother, bring on Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. You don't have to be a star, babe. That, that was, dude, that was them back in the day. I don't want to sing longer than 30 seconds, so don't get flagged. Um, 
but brought it back as Lonnie's mother. She played the role in the 80s, uh, Tamara Price. Seeing a whole bunch of black folks felt good. But again, I need to see more than that. I need to see more than just um, people showing up that are brown. I need to see General Hospital one day. I really, I really like this. They had a main story when it brought back Taggart, my buddy. Yeah. There was a couple scenes where it was all black folks. And it was a regular story. It wasn't a black story. It was just a story. They're fighting the guy and they're trying to find, you know, Trina and them. It was a story, but they were all talking about it. And I said, that's really interesting. That's what I want to see more of. There's a scene that had all in there for a soapy storyline um, that wasn't black specific, but they were showing the citizens are black. Um, my friend made a joke on a show the other day that I did. Um, it's so nice to see black folks back in Los Angeles. Because both of <laughs> Yeah. You know, like LA, yeah. black folks, that's where, we, that's where I live. That's where you, know, where you live normally. Um, it's funny to see my friend, Lauren St. Victor, front and center as they returned back. And like, and he, like, oh, you finally give Carter a storyline again? Like, it seems like they were going to, and Zoe. And like, so it's like, it's just kind of funny. We need more than just representing. But to answer your question, I like soaps. I guess as a brown person, you're used to not seeing representation. If you're a gay person, you're used to not seeing representation. Yeah, you know, there's certain things you're just used to not seeing anywhere on TV. If I waited for a presentation, I wouldn't watch anything on television. I mean, I just would be just be nothing on there. I mean, it'd be very little I'd watch. So you kind of learn to view it through a different lens. Of a lot of African Americans watch soap operas. They really watch soap operas. They do. That's one of the widest audiences with soaps, and still, and like I say, I mean, some shows have been hit or miss for the years, but like you know, Young and the Restless was a show that for the longest time had that. And all my children had that. But the reason Jesse came back from the dead was because they had been missing that. And you didn't just need Jesse and Angie, you had Michael B. Jordan for fuck's sake. I mean, oh, that's the first time I've probably said that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> on your show, I didn't yeah. do it, I did it. Like, I didn't oh, do no. it. So, oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> but no, but you, I know what, you say, what you're saying, yeah. you know, especially with the Jesse thing, it was funny because they brought him back they had they grew up Frankie, made him grown. Yeah. They brought they and, brought up Cassandra, the adopted daughter. They had a whole little family going. They were all part of these storylines. I was good back then for all my children. So you recognize that. Um, yeah, I, I just think we just uh, we get used to not seeing ourselves represented. I think at some point, and you know, almost and because the stories are really good, and they're soapy, and we like, and our, you know, our, our grandmothers and aunties love their stories. And at some level, they probably like watching these white folks with all these problems. Like these are white folks. <laughs> They're crazy white people crazy white people like, it's not me so on some level there's probably that too in there but it's a, it's a lot of fun to watch but i think um nowadays it's very important now to see what's reflected where are the asians yeah it's like one or two you know perry shen when i when i interviewed him said you know goes you know I, i've been there nine years and i'm like one of the few, i'm the only asian gay character on television period paul on, on days of lives was another one yeah Christopher Chase, yeah. Uh, but that was it. And he was Amerasian because he was mixed, where Perry Shen was completely Asian. Um, well, and, and it's funny, speaking of Perry versus Days of Our Lives, I mean, Brad has more personality in the one scene than the guys over at Days Now that are in the gay storyline, where they get screen time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I where's finally... My, where's my tea? I'll just sip my tea. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not yet. too. It's just like they have them there, but are they really that involved? I mean, they're sort of side characters anyway. And yeah. mm-hmm. 
And that's the problem. And, 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 and I want to say this. I get that there are large casts on so many shows. Mm -hmm. I get that. So, you know, we get everybody complains. Sure. So yeah. Yeah. General Hospital, General Hospital is a large cast. Days is a large cast. We really do. Born Beautiful is a little smaller. And YNR isn't as big as it used to be either. It's a little smaller, too. But the other ones have big casts. So there's a rotation that has to happen. But they could do better in the gay community. They could do better in the black, better in the Latino. I mean, yeah, we got YNR has the Rosales family in there. And Days of Wise has the, the couple of Hernandez's left. They got a bunch of them, but they have a couple left. Um, but it's, 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 it's fascinating to me that it's mostly white, that it's, it's always been that way. Yeah, because I was watching earlier the YNR episode where uh, Lily talks about her chlamydia with Drusilla and Neil. And you're like, yeah, the storyline with Lily, that could have easily been a white girl or anybody else, but I'm glad that they gave it to Lily. They gave it to the good, intact family on the show to yes. deal with it. And it's like, this was just a family storyline. Like you say, it wasn't a black storyline. And I just keep thinking of the comment you made earlier. Like, we don't all look alike. You know, Marco Rubio made that mistake. It's like, come on, people. They're <laughs> Everybody's well, different. You know, it's funny. The Winters family, glad you brought that up. The Winters family is such an important family. And watching these old episodes, the last yeah. couple months, people are realizing, like, like, I mean, they were a big family. The whole Winters and Barbara family. It was, it was just, you know, with Olivia and Nathan and... I mean, it was a big, yeah, Mamie and all that. It, it, was, it really was a major part of the show. And Drusilla and may rest in peace, uh, Neil, uh, Christoph St. John, yeah. were very important part of daytime history. They're very, I mean, I've luckily I've been able to meet both of them, you know, and, and talk to them both. And, but they're part of daytime history. And that's what we have to remember. They're just, they're, when I see these old episodes, I'm like, God bless America. They were in every storyline. They were all over the place. And they, they had storylines on their own. And Shamar Moore and all the they yeah, were they were everywhere. It's like we we they YNR did it correctly at one point. They were do they were doing it correctly. And I feel like they're getting back there because you know that I've been watching just before they went off. You do have Devon and Lily involved. They brought Nate. We have Elena. Like they're getting back because I think they realize their mistake. I mean, sadly, too late before you know Kristoff died. But it is one of those things that, you know, the Agnes Nixon soaps, both One Life to Live and All My Children, did so well in the 80s and 90s because they were truly representative. And then, the, honestly, sadly, when ABC was bought by Disney, you saw that go away. But at least they did sort of course correct towards the end of those shows and bring those families back to the fold. Um, and then they introduced the Williams family towards the end with Renee Goldsberry on One Life to Live. But... Uh, that's another storyline. My, <laughs> My name is Alexander yes. Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she's good. I know. Um, I love yeah. her. I love her too. No, she's good. No, uh, yeah, they. Um, you know, and watch live had had you know had. Um, the Gannons, had, yeah. They had, they had they had them. They also had the. Um, oh my God, we're breaking up. We're breaking up their names all of a sudden. Cutie pies. Um, David Fumero and the other one. Oh um, yeah, Antonio and Christian, and Christian. Vega. Yeah. Vegas. And then their Vegas, mom yeah. was always around too. Like, like yeah. they had a big family. And wasn't Camilla Banis was on One Life to Live towards yes, the end was. as A. Martinez's daughter? Yes, that was. was uh, yeah, that, that was. Again, on Days of Our Lives, he played her father again. So it was like, it was. Oh, kind of, really? She, she, she See, Days, Days does that, just like yeah. uh, Judith Chapman being Greg Rickhart's mother on there as yeah, well, too. And, and that's what I like. Yeah. And that's the beauty of Ron is because yeah. Ron seems to get history. And that's why I was glad that at least it was him to end One Life to Live as it was on television. And, you know, to come over to Days and sort of 
do that as well, like nod to history, because as someone who's not a day's watcher until recently, I'm, I at least get caught up because he nods to everything. Yes, you know, he's, no, he's good. He's, he always comes out the gate really strong, and I give him points for this time jump on days that, that was inspired, and, it, and, it's, and it's been driving the story ever since. It's been really, it's been really good. It's been really, it's been really yeah. good. And I think it's something that would ne was never done really on daytime soaps before. So, you know, and that is the thing about Ron is he makes big choices. And for the most part, they land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do for the most part. They do. But yeah, no, he's, he's, no, he's good. I mean, you know, he's good. No, he really does. He does. He, he, he knows soaps. He knows story. And he does. He does execute really well. I know. I've always uh, thought about making this meme, and I guess I should, but it's a little inside to people who like comedy as well as soaps, because it's one of those things that I feel like with Ron Cavallardi, he likes his fans. He likes soaps. So he writes to that. But then, you know, we have another soap then, and I do feel like that the young guys that have come in are a little bit better, but let's just face it. General Hospital doesn't like their fans. They're like the Anthony Jeselnik of comedy. Like they hate their oh, fans, Anthony. and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But it but it is funny because it's like yeah. Sometimes I feel like they don't like us very much, but okay. Side note: I watched <laughs> Amy Schumer's latest special on HBO Max. It's called Expecting Amy's three episodes about her horrific pregnancy, but also trying to do comedy shows and do her special during the pregnancies. Very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Amy Schumer's one of those people that I think she lost her way for a little bit, but, you know, she made it because she was good. Like, Inside oh, Amy Schumer was one of the best sketch shows. I, I mean, yeah. Totally agree. I digress. But you yeah. mentioned Anthony Jeselnik. <laughs> yeah. I know. It, you can't mention him without her name coming up. It's funny because people call it sexist when it happens to a woman, but like he gets it more than she ever does. I know, exactly. <laughs> yes. so anyway. All about perspective. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, but yeah, there's so, so it's, it's, yeah, they, they need to um, take a page out of Ron's book. And, and sometimes Weiner gets it right to you sometimes. They yeah. do. Right. And Bold is just bold. I mean, Bill, Brad Bellum, they, they write their own kind of thing over there. And I, we laugh. And, but they, they, don't, they don't care. They love their fans, but they do what they want to do over there, too. They, they're like, we're going to do this. And, but they haven't rewarded. I mean, the baby storyline was a big hit with viewers. And, and Thomas thing was a big hit with viewers. So the things do work. Folks get mad at them. But, you know, I love my Denise Richards. I'm happy. But, yeah. um, but that's another story. But that's, but yeah. But I, the writers... I would never want to write a soap. It's a lot of work, and yeah. the fans are bonkers most of the time. So I'd, I'd be afraid to write anything, and people start going, "Well, I do it, you know." So yeah, I've always said that. Well, and that's what some people don't get, and, and too, like as we are creators as well, we uh, we are understanding of the writers a little bit more than say, you know, your your average fan. But it is one of those things that you can't please everyone. And, you know, for the most part, there's stuff that they kind of have to do, like, to a degree. There is a soap formula that they have to stick to. But the, it, every, you know, just about every one of them could use a little bit more balance here or there. That, that I do feel that hopefully with this time of quarantine, they have a chance to kind of go into. Because I do understand they're on strict deadlines. And they can't always, you know, do what you want. And it is one of those things that there's stuff we don't know, like guarantees, like, they're in, they're in. Who knows? Yeah. Right. I try to explain to fans. I'm like, yeah, you, you brought up there's guarantees where someone is is guaranteed a certain amount of episodes a week, a certain amount of airtime. You got to fulfill that. Um, and it also depends on storyline dictated stuff. And also people, when we create stuff, sometimes when you're writing, I'm a writer myself, 
um, the story does change. You see two people together and there's chemistry you didn't see before. You should write to it, obviously. Um, or two folks that have no chemistry, they should stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know. Anyway, but I digress. I don't. I don't want to be. I just. Want, I, I feel like I. Pat, I. I bash Peter every so I go on. Um, but yeah, just I like. There's things that that happen that you have to kind of account for behind the scenes. It's a business. It's a business. You know. Yeah, and, and two, as soap fans, we are forgiving because there. Are, you know, we have to deal with the fact that these shows have been on. People die. You have to recast. You. You know. Things change. People have issues behind the scenes, and you don't know. Maybe couples don't want to work together. I mean, it is one of those things that there's way too much. And as long as they're trying, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because I'd rather have it than not. <laughs> I agree. I'm saying the same way. Open arms, as Tony would say on the show. Tony Moore would say on the show. Open arms. Good <laughs> they bring. Well, speaking of Tony and Dave's, uh, the big elephant in the room, because I was like, I feel like I should give James some time before he talks about this. Your girl, Christian Alfonso, is leaving Days of Our Lives after 37 years. I didn't realize she'd been on that long. Like, longer than I was born, before I was born. Oh, my God, true. She was born. She was born. She debuted in 1983. And I watched that first episode. And that's when I fell in love with Days of Our Lives and her. Um, yes, Christian Alfonso is leaving. She's not going back, literally. She, I mean, they yeah. said she filmed, filmed her last scenes, quarantine. They, they filmed six months in advance. Um, we don't know what her last air date is or anything. Um, I, I took a day and a half off of social media because everybody was calling me and texting me and messaging me. Wanting a statement. I put out a statement later. Um, <laughs> she liked my statement and everything. We, we talked a little bit. Um, for me, it's hard because I come from two different places. That's why I kind of try to tell people. I come from the content creator, performer space. And then I come from the fan space. So as a content performer, creator and performer, 37 years is a good run. I mean, often not, it's a yeah. good run. I mean, it's kind of like most actors are nomadic. Usually you go, you get a role, and you go to your next role, to your next role. Daytime's one of the few genres where you could be on for 37 years. That's incredible. So I get maybe want to do something else. Uh, I get being tired of it. I get that um, maybe the money isn't as good anymore. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's, maybe you want to try something else. You feel like you, you get to a certain age. You know, I'm in, a, I'm in her age group. And at a certain age where you kind of go, there's maybe some other things I want to try. Like, maybe I don't want to die on the vine here. Um, so this was good. Or something else, and she did an interview where she was like, I'm not going back, and all this stuff. I mean, who knows? I mean, if that's true or not, but um, I get where she's at now. She's still beautiful and can still do some stuff. Um, as a fan, I'm devastated. I'm like, That's my girl. Uh, doesn't matter what storyline, I may be screaming at the TV and getting upset or happy, but she's my girl. I was used to seeing her on my screen. I mean, I've been watching her, like I said, when she left the first time in 1990. For four years, I cried for like two three days. I mean, I was so upset. As a fan, I'm a huge super fan of hers. So for me, it's a little rough. It's just kind of like, okay, um, I have to, I have to like accept this as a fan. But I did take a day or so to kind of just feel it. It's weird how you get used to people, like how you just love yeah. a character. You really do. You love it. And the fact that I got to meet her last year and interview her after 37 years. 
I didn't even wait to that. It added weight to that. It added for me. It added like, wow, I caught her just before she left. Thank God. Um, but also now I met her. So now I'm like more invested and more like, you know, and I'm just, Chris Alfonso was such a cheerleader for the show. Um, she was a consistent cheerleader for Days of Our Lives that I just wonder when she leaves, will that continue somewhere? Not with her, but with other people. It's like she's always been this positive force through all the changes, through all the drama. She's always been very positive about being on Days of Our Lives. And uh, not a lot of actors are that way, as we know. Follow on Twitter, you'll find out. Uh, <laughs> Instagram. So I just kind of, she's classy. Um, she's part of the old school. Um, and so I just, I, I mourn all of that. Yeah, because like you said, and I think I talked with Mark J. Freeman about this a little bit too, is like actors are nomadic. So you do expect people to come and go, except in daytime. I mean, there are certain people like Victoria Carnival who plays her daughter. I'm not surprised that she'll be leaving as well because she's young, she wants to try it. But I'm pretty sure like most soaps, I mean, like Robert S. Woods told Nathan Fillion, yeah, go spread your winnings. We'll be here when you get back. And so, like, it's expected of the younger people, but when someone like that leaves, when they still, you know, have stuff in the tank, it is sort of bittersweet because you're like, what is going on? Like you say, she was this cheerleader for the show. And it is one of those things that it's like, I understand wanting to spread your wings, especially after 37 years, because maybe she wants to do something else. But, like, Days, sadly, is always ranking at the bottom. And to have your biggest cheerleader sort of go out, but, I mean, Days has been on the bubble ever since, uh, you know, that I can remember. And it's the little engine that can uh, that could, but now that we're changing everything, who knows? Maybe it's going to peacock because I don't think it'll be ever completely gone. But I do feel like there was more to it because, like uh, she said in the interview with uh, Matt Cohen, I think uh, I love yes, that. Yes, your man. I thought of you, your man. Yes, nice Dr. Hot Priest. Now. Yeah, that's Hot Priest. He's in interviews now. I saw. I was like Matt Cohen in interviews. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because he's hot. He can be a host, you know, like they say in Studio City. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. That was funny because, yeah, she said that they were going to have her take five months off. And, you know, when Days did that whole contract thing, I think it really did sort of rub people the wrong way. But who knows? I mean, the, they just recently lost Greg Mean as a producer. I yes. don't think, I mean, and that's just the nature of things. Lots of people are losing their jobs. Certain things aren't happening. But yeah, it is just so crazy that we're seeing a lot of this affect our soaps. And this was pre-quarantine when they sort of let everybody go out of their contracts. And then, you know, we're like, you're going to be off. But that's kind of one of the things that I'm enjoying about Days in one sense is I don't feel like anyone gets too much screen time over there. Like, I feel like they're like, we're going to work with these people and then we go on to the next. And these people kind of pop in and out. So in a way that works. But I can imagine if you've been there forever, you don't necessarily like that because you're like, you know, I'm not getting my paycheck <laughs> when I'm not there. I know. Hold on one second, folks. This is real life, folks. Like, I, I got to grab this. I grab something and... and right. <laughs> Here, I'll stop it. Um, yes, I agree. So I agree with you. So I totally agree with you. Um, uh, it's it's, it's going to be like, because the Greg Mean leaving was a major thing too because 30 years there too. And I know Greg. Um, it was also a major kind of plot point like, What's going on? Everybody's like, what's going on in days? What's going on in days? Yeah. People come, people come and go. That's just so popular. Yeah. They come and go. And if you're following Freddie Smith, my buddy, and then he talked about how him and, and Chandler Massey have been let go too. You know, they're going to be let go. They're Will and Sonny. Um, and that's another one that 
to get rid of all the gay folks. Like, what does that mean? No, it's quite odd. So it's, 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 it's CW it's, can tell you how that works. They don't take, fans don't take kindly to bearing your gaze. <laughs> no, they, they don't. But I feel like it's, but I feel like they could be back. I mean, like, they, they soaks. Yeah. Come they come and go. That's just, that's just the nature of the beast. They come and go. And I think that's something we, soap fans kind of know that. So, but with Christian Alfonso, it's just so weird because she's never really done this before. And it, seem, it does seem so final. Um, and it's like, but you're a major part of the show. Like you're linked to so many people. Um, but people mentioned recasting the role, people mentioned all these things. I, no. I said no, I don't mean I'm like, no. But I'd rather, I'm glad, I hope they don't kill her off. I think that's dumb. I already said online, don't do that. Um, but I feel like, they need to just let, let the character walk off in the sunset somewhere. And it's like, and if she wants to come back, have her come back. Just mention her occasionally. But death is so overrated. I mean, no one's ever dead. I mean, it's just like. Certainly not on days. You got Dr. Rolf and his serum. You know, what is he, a Muppet? Like. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian as Louise Sorrell. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. I met her before and she's like the best. Um, so I mean, so I mean, so nobody's really dead, but yeah, it's 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 a big blow to daytime because Christian Alfonso is one of the faces of Days of Our Lives. I mean, she really is. I mean, between her and and Deidre Hall and Drake Hogeston and Jennifer and John Anderson, I mean, there's certain people, there's yeah. certain people that just are the face of that show. Uh, Doug and Julie, all them, you know, Stephen Seaworth Hayes and Bill Hayes, they're all part of the the, the fabric, and the Horton family is a major family. It's a major family, so. Yo, and this all comes on the heels of Missy Reeves and all the stuff that's going on with her right now mm-hmm. on social media. And there's a lot, there's a lot going on at days right now. Well, and to me, just like, you know, not to get too much into backstage stuff because I don't want to pull a will, but um, <laughs> it's exactly one of those things, backstage. yeah, <laughs> that it's like th- something's going on over there, the way that, the, you know, everybody's leaving and stuff. And, and that's never comforting. And, and I'm sure that's what a lot of this comes for, is that everybody's worried. Because again, Days of Our Lives employs a lot of people, like not just the actors on the surface. Right. And it's one of those things that I don't think people realize. I mean, certainly with the new things, it, it, a lot of these people are sort of afraid of where they're going to be. Because yeah, and that's sort of when you see Christian Alfonso leaving, and because she was pretty well told, you know, you'll be off for five months anyway, that, that does make people uneasy. So I do see why, you know, fans, as well as people that are employed by Days of Our Lives are worried and maybe, you know, lashing out at <laughs> one another. But, it, but it's one of those things that, you know, Christian even said in her interview that she didn't plan on coming back. And, but most people don't and they show up, but we'll see that, you know, it is one of those things that it's like, where do we go from here? But like you, all the people you mentioned, that's one thing I will give days. I, you know, have only been watching for a few months and those people are there and they're involved with stuff, but it, but they seem to be passing the torch to their younger set, which is great. Like I like Ben, I like Claire, I, I like uh, Sierra. I mean, these kids are great. They are, they are good. Hold that thought one second, see just one second. Everything's coming now all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> So now I'm done. I'll say anything came early. It's like <laughs> I know, and like you say, never everything uh, you know always comes late, not early. Uh, but I- unless you're doing something, uh, right? It's like all of a sudden, weird. So now everything's here. Uh, I, I live in the ghetto, so I don't want anything stolen. Okay, so like said, <laughs> now it's, it's unsettling. It's like where do we go from here? It's exactly what you were saying. Where do we go from here? 
people, this is like family to them. This is something that they see every day. The COVID virus has people on edge anyway. Um, yeah. They only saw the head news content until, you know, at this whole point. So it's kind of like, what's going to happen? What's going to I mean, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to have a problem. And I don't want anything. Oh, okay. I don't want a problem. And, and I want to make sure that everything's on. We want, our, we want our comfort food. That's what these soaps are. Soaps are comfort. I say it all the time. They're comfort food. Hallmark Channel, they're comfort food. This is stuff that goes down easy. It's easy to watch. Uh, it feels good. It's a routine. And so when you mess with any of that, people get nervous. Yeah. And, and like you say, it, it wouldn't be unprecedented for something to be canceled. And again, like you say, no. everybody's already on edge. edge. And on edge. so it's on like, edge. don't take away our stories. <laughs> I feel like, and you make a good point, I feel like right now, especially because we're in this weird time period, everyone's on edge. So it's like anything yeah. that happens, I, I try to forgive some of the fans out there right now because I know they're just feeling extra stuff right now. And so, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. I mean, you know, you don't want, and if you invest in somebody and their character for so long, that's like, for me, as a, as a fan, I was hurt. But as a person yeah. in the business, I understood. It was a weird feeling for me. I was, I was crossing myself, uh, like yelling at myself, James, 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 James. <laughs> I was thinking about my own DID moment. I don't know what's going on. Um, but it was just really weird because I get it. But then on the fan side, that's my girl. I'm used to people being on the show. So when they leave, it's, it's sad. sad. And, yeah, watching it, old, and watching these old shows, I'm just reminded of who, I mean, they were showing Terry Lester, who was the original Jack. Yeah. Young Eileen Davidson. I'm like, like so, I mean, what, what do you say to that? What do you say to that? As, as I say, it's really funny how, like, when you watch Y&R, all the people still look the same. It's like, I don't know what is in the water over there at Sony, but like they should mass produce it. <laughs> it's like, man, everyone looks so good. They do. And, and we were just, we were watching this just as, as we're recording this, they just aired the episode of uh, Jeannie Cooper's facelift reveal. Yeah. Which was for real folks, like folks, you don't know this. She had a real facelift included on the show. And they had the unveiling on the show. Like, it was, it was like, it was, no, it was all for real. And I thought, how brave she is. She's gone, Jeannie Francis. And, and it was, like, all messed up on the side. They showed everything. And it's like, funny, that's too much to see. I don't want to see all that. I'm like, well, that's part of life. I mean, they, they're showing you. Yeah. But it was very, like, brave of her to do that. Yeah, and how cool was it to do that? Like, and, and that's some of the things that, you know, daytime has always taken risk like that because, you know, used to, that that's where you could do that. Now, the things have changed with streaming and cable, and that is where sometimes daytime is behind the times now. But people forget they were the original inter innovators, you know? They were there, you know, Iarca Kane's abortion was such a big deal. Yes. I mean, now people just get abortions left and right in prime time, but whatever. Like, and they unaborted Erica's kid. Yeah, no, with, yeah. Like, with Colin Egglesworth or whatever his name was. I liked him, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, Colin Egglesfield. Yeah, I liked him too. I was like, as, as bad as his character is, he's great. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm not... to see him still working. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. I like the idea of giving Erica Kane a son. I thought that would be very, it'd be very interesting. Um, because it's all girls in the family. I thought, that's interesting. I'm like, I like that. So it was, um, I liked it. I liked that. You know, it, it undid something a part of history, but anyway. That yeah, happened. it's like, he, he should have just been Kendall's twin or something, just like yeah. Jake is uh, Stefan's twin. I guess because Brandon was probably like, you know, I don't really want to play a rapist. <laughs> right, right, right. Let's give him a twin, yeah. I mean, his heart isn't Julie. 
uh, I at least feel, even though it's a repeat of the Tale of Two Tods and the Jasoning, but yeah. I, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I, you know, Brandon Barras can do anything yeah. out there. He can, he can, he can read the phone book with his shirt off. I'm all in. No matter to me. I, I think he's, I think he's a great actor. I like what he's yeah. doing with Jake. I like what he's doing with Jake a lot. Um, but he's just, he's good. He's good. He's good in everything. Yeah. He's good in yeah. everything. That's the thing with Brandon is he's so good. And so it's been nice to, when they were doing the flashback General Hospital, see a lot of him as Johnny Sakara, where we first fell in love with him. But yeah, I love him as Jake. And that's really one of the reasons to watch Days. As a new viewer who was familiar with him, it's like, Jake, what's wrong with Jake? And like, he brings an element of humor and he's just that good of an actor and he sort of elevates everyone else around him. I but agree. yeah, yeah. I agree. And again, they don't call him rerun for nothing. But you know what? That it worked with Todd, just like it kind of worked with Jason. And I feel like Jake, yeah, is here to stay, and I like it. Yeah, it's a soap staple. Twins are a soap staple. It's a it's a trope they use all the time. And but also, it, it, Stefan was unlikable. They wrote him into a corner, and that happens sometimes. And yeah. there's no way to redeem him. I mean, some people they can redeem, and others just can't. So Jake is better to take. There you go. Jake is better to take. <laughs> uh, Jake is better, is better to take than, than Stefan. Oh. Yeah, and I think that's sort of the thing is they realize they wrote that in a corner. It's like, how do we get this good actor back who sort of took over the role from Tyler Christopher and, you know, not have to work so hard to redeem him? Like they, they've had to do, I mean, especially over at General Hospital. I mean, but, you know, if Todd Manning can be redeemed, then, you know, a lot of people <laughs> can as well. You just have to have an actor that people like. Well, you know, uh, Roger Howarth, um, mm. Anthony Geary, <laughs> I mean, they're folks that the role was, they, they were written into a corner and got out of it. They just, they just did. And, they're, and they, both of them are really good. They're really good. Even, even Victor Kiriakis at one point, he was a bad guy. And he just, John Aniston's so good at playing him. Yeah. Same with the late, late um, Joe Muscolo, who plays Stefano Demira, another one. You know, J.R. Ewing, you know, Alexis. There are people that, they do bad. But, you know, if you play them right and the actors play them in a really good way, it can't be seen as something. They can, they can stay. They can be loved to hate. They can be the folks that you kind of love to hate. Um, and it can work. Our buddy Valentin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now that Nicholas is alive, it kind of helps a little bit. Because, like, before when he was dead, that was the albatross. Yeah. And it is one of those things, though, like with Valentin and with Franco specifically, as we talk about General Hospital a little bit, they've done the work with each character to where they realized what they did or they had a brain tumor. And But even then, Franco still had to work to become, you know, worthy of Elizabeth and, and being a father to her sons and everything. And you see that with Valentin and with Charlotte, Laura, these scenes of him realizing it and actually trying to be a better person. And I think that's where they fail is when they don't do those steps. You know, because they they've did that with Julian, and then they take him a step back, and then they do that, but we'll see. I mean, Julian's one of those characters that we kind of love to see tortured with now, so I feel like that's maybe his payback. <laughs> and it's the same thing, you know, not just men can do that. Ava Jerome is a character that's almost, in a way, unredeemable, but everybody loves Maura and doesn't really care. <laughs> that's what it is, because yeah. Harley on uh, As Well Turns, same type of thing. But I'm telling you, she has elevated Ava in so many ways that it's not even, I mean, all the stuff that she did to Kiki when she was alive. Oh, yeah. 
But seeing her and that scene where she says, Lauren, Catherine Jerome. Catherine Jerome. That part, yeah, she chews some scenery. I don't care. I was crying. I was in. I was in. Yeah. I was in. I was like, I mean, it's like you felt her regrets. You felt that she felt she was a bad mother. She felt she, you know, it's it just, it's, that's more West. That's more West. I mean, yeah. it is. And I will say the death of Kiki and the fact that Ava really has sort of learned and grown from that and is trying not to make the same mistakes with Avery. That's why, you know, and you see this now more on Twitter because they're not working together. Her relationship with Maurice Bernard, and then you see that scene with her and Avery and him, and you're like, wow, Ava is sort of getting to that place like Franco did. And she's even mentioned that, you know, if Franco can do it, can I? I love that friendship. Yeah. I love the, the yeah. frank, their friendship and how there was parallels in their lives. And, you know, they both really want to be good. They both want love and, you know, and they like the domesticated life, so to speak. But there's other side pulls them. There's another side. It's still out there. And Franco, I'll give, you know, I've been, yes, Friends fans <laughs> hate me. They know I don't like but I've always liked Roger Howard. I've always liked Franco himself. Um, and I just love the fact that he's always got an edge still to him somewhere. There's an edge. It, doesn't, it didn't go away with the tumor completely. There's an no. edge somewhere. And so I'm trying to find it going back to Days of Our Lives. I love Robert Scott Wilson. I know him, of course, I've been here many times. Yeah. I'm trying to like Ben. It's just, I have, I know sinners out there are going to kill me. Uh, I know how big they are. I love Victoria. I love Sin. I just think that, you know, when Will was playing with his necktie to help him with the other day, I was like, oh. I wrote on Twitter just not cute. Not cute to me. Not at all. I saw that and I was going to ask about it because to me, I didn't see that storyline. And yeah, didn't yeah. a different guy play Will at the time anyway? Guy Wilson. Was he Will whenever Will died the first time? Yeah, or? but still, it's like yeah. the characters shouldn't, I mean, yeah. they're best friends now. So I'm just like, what? I mean, I've been very like, vocal about that. I know. Like some people have joked, they had to have had sex in prison, right? Like, because right. they do seem like besties. And it's there's, like, there's chemistry it's, there. But I do at least like with Ben, and I actually thought that was cute, and it was funny because they, I liked it because they acknowledged how awkward and weird it was. It's like, it was. oh yeah, like, <laughs> but weird. um, I like Claire a lot, and I like oh, oh, yeah, pointing oh, yeah. that out, and that Sammy pointed it out because it is one of those things, kind of like with Franco, is like we accept the fact that Franco was a serial killer and had a brain tumor and has become this better person, just like with Ben, and he, you know went to a psychiatrist, learned, you know, went to prison, paid his time, and is trying to be a better person. But there still has to always be someone there to call you out. Like, whether it was Patrick Drake and Scotty with Sonny, if you've done some pretty messed up stuff, as long as there's someone still pointing it out, it's good. Even if you've moved on, that's realistic. Not everyone's going to be on with that, you know. I agree with that. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, people are like, oh, why... You know, why is everybody on Ben's side? I like that Sammy's like, what? But yeah. Ben, I like that, you know, Eve will never like Ben because her daughter's dead. Um, there are people who have a problem with it, and I totally understand why. It's like, we are not sheep. We all just can't go, okay, he's great now. It's all wonderful. Like, no, it should be, it's, there should be some people going, this is not, you know, good. Yeah, Will's alive, but he was, he was, he was thought to be dead. And you, 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 you had the intention of killing him. You killed him at one point. Um, so I get why folks are upset. So for me, it's like weird. They made them friends. I understand maybe forgiveness happens, but to make them besties, I'm like. Yeah, his best man. (laughs) 
But nice. again, Sierra did put Claire as her best, her, her maid of honor, and uh, she tried to kill her and was obsessed with her, obviously still. But um, I haven't watched today's days as of Wednesday, I but I did, yeah. It's like today's I was caught up. Yeah, it's the big day I saw with the, with the bomb. And it's one of those things that they're sort of making it look too obvious that it's Claire. I do wonder if maybe it's not uh, somebody I'll else. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's Clyde. I think he said that. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. the wonderful James Reed. We love him as an actor. Yeah, he's um, been in uh, Chase's dad too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. So we love we love him. Um, but no, I think I think it's it's one of those things where it's like it's too obvious. Like everybody's yeah. like. That's good. And I love my girl Martha Madison and Brandon Beamer. They're back as Bale and Stan. I love them. And, and Martha's my friend, uh, so I love seeing her on there. Um, but I just think it's so um, the music they're playing whenever Claire's around, it's mm-hmm. all kind of creepy music. And everybody's guessing. I'm like, well, yeah, you were a crazy bitch. So, yeah, we, got, we yeah. should have some feelings about that too. But I like the fact she's like, I didn't do it. I like that whole, but then she's kind of smiling a little bit. It just seems too yeah. obvious. I mean, it's a soap opera, it's too obvious. I mean, unless that's the gig, then all of a sudden it is yeah. her, and it's like, we want you to make it think it was too obvious. I mean, I don't know. We, who knows, right? You never know. And as a Newsdays viewer, I was like, oh, I should ask James how that is, because I'm like, it can't be clear, right? Because it's too obvious. But I, I too did obvious. love, yeah, I did love seeing Chriselle in uh, Ben's uh, Crazy Dreams. <laughs> My other friend, Chriselle, I love Chriselle. I'm glad she comes back. I mean, and that's the point. Yeah. His fa- he had family problems. His father and his sister should always be haunting him on some level. Um, he should be a little tortured. I mean, that, that's just how that's how that makes a great character. Um, and that he does have the love of Sierra. That's that's the saving grace, right? So, and of course of Marlena, where she hugged him and kissed him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Marlena. Um, <laughs> about that, but I think I know. I think that it should be some kind of. He um, should he should never forget, never forget. That's how it should be. Should never forget. That's if you change your life, someone should always be hating you. Yeah, because that's realistic, and that's one of the things we like about soaps is that, uh, you know, we at least always have one character who never forgets how crappy some of these people are. <laughs> yes, so crappy folks. It happens on all the soaps, crappy folks. But um, l- one thing I would like to touch on, since you are a bold fan, what have you thought about it coming back? I've seen little bits and pieces, uh, and as someone who doesn't really watch, I'm like, did Scott, uh, you know, Clifton, like, does he use a deeper voice as Liam all the time? Or, like, yeah. He bulked up I know. Um, I'm very proud of it. Uh, yeah. I work with folks at Bold and Beautiful all the time, and they promised me a role in the show, so we keep our fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, I, it's very clever, because some of the scenes were filmed before Rona, they saved some. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't, and luckily, it's a, it's a shorter show. So they had saved some of the episodes for later, and I'm mixing it in with newer ones. And I like the fact that they decided to do this kind of like, so what happened, I forgot too, it's been months, I'm like, well, I forgot what happened too. Um, but having Carter talk to Katie, and it was like, they sat across the table. So they didn't yeah. look, it looked awkward, it looked fine. The whole thing moving around, like it was fine. Um, and having Liam and them talk, it's like they sat across the couch. That was realistic, the kid going back and forth. So I'm right, so far, there's only two episodes in as of, as of this recording. I haven't watched today's episode yet. Yeah. I'm liking it. I'm like, they're going right back into it. Um, I'm very curious how far they can go with this. Um, and I'm very, I'm very proud of what they're doing so far. They're trying to be really safe and sane. But looking at the finished product so far, first two episodes, I'm good. I think it's, I think it's good so far. I'm very proud of them. 
Yeah, and that's sort of the thing is I'm impressed with uh, how they addressed it, how they got back to work as quickly as possible, did all the right things, and, you know, have come up with new and inventive ways, whether it's blow-up dolls or spouses. I really haven't seen that too much, you know, and again, I, I'm not a regular watcher, so I don't notice anything, except I'm like, is that the Peloton girl? <laughs> yes, it was her. It was her, yeah. 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 A bigger role. Um, it's like, now she's got a really bigger role, because, I mean, me and Tammy yeah. over here were saying, I'm like, oh, she's got a big role in there. Um, yes. So I think yes. I think they're doing a great job so far. I think I think I think they're being very clever, and I think um, I heard General Hospital may have a few of that too, kind of. So I, mean, I don't know, but that's that's gonna work. Well, yeah, because it's like uh, you got Katie McLean uh, who could double for Jeannie Francis <laughs> and be funny, <laughs> like uh, with John Lindstrom, and yeah, you have a lot of people who you know have spouses who are actors as well. Although it's funny uh, with Becky's husband, I don't think he and Roger look alike at all, but. <laughs> No, I think his name is John Juan Salcedo. No, he's like, he looks nothing like Yeah, because I was like, I remember him from, uh, and he was on General Hospital. That's how they met. So, yeah. I feel but, like, I you know, there are some soaps in Europe where they don't do a lot of love scenes, like EastEnders, Coronation Street, they don't do a lot of love scenes. So I feel like they possibly can get away with this for a while. Just don't do, don't do love scenes. Just, just do talking scenes, family scenes, fighting scenes. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, and if they do love scenes, maybe you both quarantine for a while. And, you yeah. Know, um, I mean, there's things you're going to have to, they're going to have to be, all this is going to be creative. They have to be really creative to actually do this stuff. As, well, as well. And the sad part is that was one of the main complaints about General Hospital before, you know, they shut down was that there wasn't enough love scenes. And so it's like, oh, we're, we're probably going to have more of that. But, like you say, it is what it is. They can use the dolls. They can, you know, use the spouses. It's something. I, I, I mean, I, there, there's innovative ways, yeah. I think the fans would also understand, too, right now, because we're all going, the thing is, we're all going through the same thing at the same time, so it's very interesting in the mm -hmm. world. So it's very unique also. So I think that fans would get, if there's no love scenes, they probably they understand why. They, they probably get, okay, I understand yeah. why. I think, they, I think fans want their soap back on the air. That was very, it was very hard yeah, for them. no matter what to break their routine. It's a routine for people. And so it was really hard for them to go with no soaps. I try to explain to people, I say, you understand, we're talking 56 years, 54 years, 47 years, 32 years. These soaps have been on for a long time. People have been watching them every day. It's like to all of a sudden you have no show. It's like, it must be hard. Well, and that's one thing I will say about the flashbacks that was really good, you know, especially with, you know, Y&R did it the best, of course, by really working on Picking Themes Weeks. But again, being as it's owned by the Bell family, as well as Bold and Beautiful, they sort of have a little bit more leeway to dig from the vault. So I understood. But with General Hospital, I really enjoyed set, me, really enjoyed the Carly Sunny Week and the Jay Sam Week because the episodes were actually much older and they really saw, like I saw a lot of Jonathan Jackson, which I miss and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I really liked that. But now that they're replaying the episodes before they went off, it's like, okay, well, I'm not watching. Now I'm breaking the habit. So I'm trying to watch, you know, some of the archives on CBS, uh, you know, all access around the same time, just to keep that habit of watching the soaps or keep up with days so that I don't lose it. But I mean, how many people are losing it? Because it, it has taken a while. And I know General Hospital was supposed to start this week, but it's very unlikely that they did. And, you know, so I do hope that maybe they go back to the flashbacks, just because it's like, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be watching these that they saw a few months ago. 
That's true. The flashbacks were a very interesting tool to, for new viewers to see what was going on, for older viewers to have a little nostalgia. I agree, YNR did the best. Uh, Bone Beagle had some fun stuff. And GH bugged me most of the time until recently. They had some good stuff. Um, yeah, the Sunny Skids week was good. Like, because was good. it was, was funny because it was mostly the worst moments. <laughs> and I'm like, that's clever. Yeah. I thought, yes, that was your, yeah. your favorite. Um, yeah. But these shows, I mean, they had to find ways to stay on the air and give people something. And so that was that must be really tough. It must be really tough because you just normally it's new episodes. So I give all the soaps just so I give them some leeway and credit and forgive them just because it's it's tough. tough. Yeah. And, and it'll be tough to address it when, you know, because as we say, Bold and Beautiful already has new episodes out. And um, as, as far as we know, it's still currently filming. YNR, you know, had gone back, but now I think, you know, it's on hiatus again. So we'll just see. But again, they're doing a good job anyway. I mean, they're still beating days in the ratings. Like now, I, I wonder about this week with the big sin wedding, but yeah, it is yeah. one of those things that it's like, okay, you know, General Hospital, let's see what you're going to do. But I, I will th say that with Gray's addressing the COVID-19 storyline and they're shot in the same place there, General Hospital kind of has to, right? Like, <laughs> Fans are divided. Fans yeah. are some fan reaction where they're like, don't do it. I want an escape. And others are saying what's a hospital, it should happen. So yeah. If I'm any curious. show's gonna do it, it's them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious if they're gonna do it. I'm I'm really curious. I don't I don't I, I don't know if they're for it one way or the other. It's fine if they do it or not. It makes sense they do it. Um, but I know a lot of fans are like, no, I want escapism. I don't want it. I'm like, I understand that too. I understand that as well. I do. It's like I get it, but you know, one thing I will say, General Hospital, when they've done like those outbreak storylines, whether it was I think the last one was when Jerry Jacks uh yeah. He gave uh, Joe Jr. and he gave his to Tracy, which was nice. And then uh, Edward gave his to little Emma. Emma. And then, of course, you had Jerry protected Alexis. But, yeah, his big virus. And then before that, you had the encephalitis breakout, which, uh, you know, <laughs> thankfully killed Courtney. <laughs> but we lost Tony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because General Hospital, when they do that, typically it is to get rid of people like those big storylines. But I would be, it would be nice to see that they do it in a way where, I mean, of course you're going to have deaths or whatever because you can't not in, in a soap. But, you know, maybe it's people who want to move on or, you know, they bring back people that, you know. So, so it is one of those things that they, when they've done this in the past, I see people's reservations that it usually means at least one or two people are going to die. But Time to trim the fat. Time to trim the fat on the show. <laughs> I'm a I know, and I, I'm pretty sure everyone could agree on one character, but... <laughs> Let me sip my tea. Mm -hmm. I know which character that is, yes. I concur while saying the name. <laughs> Like I bashed too much. So I'm just gonna say I yeah, there's one character can go. Yeah. Uh, they can go. So, yeah. yeah, and it is one of those things that especially with the times now, we don't want people to lose their jobs, but it is one of those things that if they do address it, it is inevitable. Yeah, well, I but, agree. Absolutely. Like we've had a lot of people willingly leave days uh these days. So who knows? Maybe it'll be a switch around. <laughs> yeah, and, and it we see it'll be interesting to see if people go to other soaps. You know, everybody's kind of yeah. watching where they go, what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know, digital dramas, they're on there, a lot of them are on there. So it all depends. It's, it's, the field is open right now because we're all at an even playing field right now. Everybody's even at the moment. 
because it's we're all going through the same thing at the same time. So that's yeah, that's what I'll say is we're all truly equal at this point because like just about everyone is not working. I mean, you see by the judging by all the cameo profiles, we're now all equal, all in the same boat. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of, of cameras hire me to say something to you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing it, but I mean, other people who are, but yeah, me neither. <laughs> but there's a lot of people. It's it's a lot going on, and people are trying to figure out what's going on. And I think. We're all literally network television, cable, movies. We're all the same playing field at the moment. We're all in a holding pattern, so to speak. It's really weird. Yeah. And it's just all a big wait and see. It is. It is. It's very, it's very strange. Very, very strange. But, yeah, as we wrap up here, Mr. James Lott, Jr., do you have any final thoughts about all that we've talked about today? We, we got a lot in. <laughs> we, got a lot, we got a lot in. I just, I just really hope that um, the subs going forward really appreciate their audience because they're asking their audience to come back at sorts. And I just hope all the soaps write good story. I went back. It was on, it's not a page yeah. on the page. I want, I want a good story. I want good, diverse storytelling, compelling stories. That's what I want. And hopefully they'll, they'll perform. They'll do that. Yeah, and to me, it, it's really not that hard, especially now that they did have time to write and to maybe look and see what's not working and things like that that they didn't previously have before. So maybe some good will come out of this. And again, we've learned more creative ways to do stuff as well, like we're Zooming now. I mean, it is what it is, and who knows? You'll probably see a lot more of that continue because people are like, I don't have to go to Los Angeles? Yay! Right. <laughs> So I'm, yeah. hoping that, I'm hoping that people, hoping the soap world really appreciates their audience and gives some good stuff. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, all right, James. If they want to talk to you about all that good stuff, where can they keep up the conversation with you on social media? Well, you can find me, James Lott Jr. We're all James Lott Jr. are sold at James Lott Jr. on all social media platforms, including TikTok. And JLJ Media is my network. And you can go to JLJ Media on all platforms also. Like, subscribe, follow, comment. I have lots of great shows by me and shows by other folks. And we have a show together, a series together called the yep. Daytime Emmy Award Specials. And we have about three or four of them up there. So go up and take a look at those two. Those are a lot of fun with me, her, Jerry Waggett, and with Walker Ragsdale. So go ahead and check those out also. They're a lot of fun. Well, cool. And since I'm Lucretia Line, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Only one! Only one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.